1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Hello and welcome back to The Truth About Tooth Decay, a podcast brought to you by the Oral Health Foundation and proudly supported by Colgate. This is a four-part mini-series. This is episode two. If you missed episode one, go back and listen to that, where we discussed tooth decay in general, really what it is and how it can manifest and what some of the early signs to look for are. In this episode, we're going to be focusing on tooth decay and your health. A very quick safety reminder that we are following all of the coronavirus restrictions that are in place at the time of recording, meaning that all of the guests have been recorded remotely safe at home. My name is Sophie and I am joined here with Karen, who is one of the Oral Health Foundation's dental advisors and one of the members of the Dental Helpline. So, Karen, how are you feeling today?
3: Good, thank you, Sophie. Nice to speak to you again.
2: Yeah, likewise. Good to have you back. Um, So let's just dive straight in then, shall we? Gum disease and tooth decay. How much do they actually affect our overall health as well as just our mouths?
3: Well, certainly with with, um, uh, dental decay, there are many, many um, days taken off sick due to toothache, which um, is normally based around um, dental decay. So for the economy, it's quite costly and um, because obviously you know when people are off they're not producing what they should be producing so yeah it it does cost uh, so that's a monetary cost but also to the the person's overall health um uh you know if you've got tooth decay and your teeth are perhaps not as attractive as as they once were that can have emotional effects it can have psychological effects you know people don't want to go out they don't want to smile so there a lot of um, behind the scenes things that you might not think about if somebody has tooth decay. So it's important that we remember that it's not just about having a hole in your tooth and it being a bit painful. There is a much wider problem um, to to dental problems. And um, obviously that's not not taking away from the pain and, you know, possible sleepless nights and those kind of things. So. It is really important to keep on top of that.
2: That's actually a really good point Karen and not necessarily something that I would have thought about before but yeah that that makes so much sense of course tooth decay is going to affect your mental health because it will affect your confidence if you don't feel as confident
3: in your smile as maybe you were before. If you ever watch any of these like 10 years younger or you know uh, uh, you know uh, makeover shows the thing that makes the person cry that they're most excited about is when they have their teeth done and every time they can do the hair they can you know do plastic surgery or whatever and it's the teeth that they they most want. and a lot we have a lot of our um the emails and our calls that come in are about people who literally don't They they can't work. They can't socialise. They don't want to take the children out. It's a it's a massive problem.
2: So is that a common thing on the helpline? Then people are phoning up because their smiles affecting their confidence.
3: Mm -hmm. We get lots of emails about uh, people who um, you know want funding because the NHS doesn't fund anything that's um, deemed for a cosmetic reason, and they don't take into consideration. you know, psychological issues. So it doesn't matter if you go and you say it's ruining my life. They they still will not get it on the NHS. It won't work like that with dentistry, unfortunately. So it is a huge thing. So I mean, it's definitely worth mentioning it that you know better to try and um, you know prevent the problem before it becomes a problem. That a lot of a lot of the problems with people not going to the dentist. Is not about cost, it's not about finding a dentist, it's being scared of the dentist. And that that is the number one reason. But they never say that reason. They always say, Oh, I can't afford it. Or there there will always be and then you have to drill down and you will find out that they they are nervous.
2: Hmm. So do you think then for a lot of people there is that fear there or or should we say nerves rather
3: than fear? Uh, uh, Normally, I would say 99.9% it's the fact that they haven't gone because they're scared of going. That's why I said before, you should never be embarrassed. If you think your mouth is the worst that the dentist has ever seen, I can 100% guarantee it won't be. They?
2: They've seen a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> They've seen a lot, yeah. So they should never feel that anybody's going to judge them or whatever on the state of their mouths. I think as well
2: we need to remember that the dentist is there to help you. They're not there to pass any judgments.
3: Yeah, because I think patients are very much, they will judge themselves and they kind of think everybody is going to judge them and they they generally think that their mouth is worse than what it is because we've had patients, you know, I've seen patients that have said I'm going to lose all my teeth you know, and and they need a couple of fillings and it just they just need a good clean, you know. So
0: it's often not as bad as they ever going to think. So if you can get them through the door. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello
1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
2: United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
3: They're sort of a little bit pleasantly surprised in, in the main. I mean, there will be some that won't be, but in the main, they're normally pleasantly surprised. And you know it's it's about breaking it down into little pieces and just doing the journey very slowly and getting themselves over that those hurdles and you know just knowing that everything is achievable rather than looking at it at the end picture which makes the mountain far too hard to climb but if you just take it as you know you make a checkup appointment you go to the checkup and just break it into two pieces then it it is certainly achievable to get that confidence to have the the treatment done. Mm.
2: Yeah, you know, now we're sitting and talking about it, it does make a lot of sense how many links between oral health and mental health there really are that, you know, until
3: you really step back and look at it, you don't necessarily appreciate. Perhaps has gum disease, they might have bad breath. That again, you know, is something that people don't talk about. You know, we don't we would never mention that to somebody, and um, it, it's all—it's it's all a link. And it's—you it's, know—our smile is a feature that people always look at, and you don't—you don't get away with it. You know, you can put sunglasses on, or you could do—you know—put makeup on, or you know, dye your hair or whatever. But you're not getting away with it with your teeth. They, they are what they are. So. They are one of our best assets, if not the best. So you mentioned gum
2: disease there. Um, gum disease and tooth decay, they're not They're not linked necessarily. But usually if you're at risk of one, you're also going to be at risk of the other. Isn't that
3: right? So it could be that your gums look a bit red, a bit shiny, a bit rounded. Um, so they're a little bit swollen. Um that that stage of gum disease is, is gingivitis, which is the first stage. Now, with an improved oral hygiene routine, visits to your hygienist and your dentist, that can be reversed. But when it actually progresses into periodontal disease, that is when the structures around the tooth are being affected. So as the gum shrinks, it, shr- it, it shrinks the bone as well. And obviously the bone is the um, the roots of the tooth. It's what's holding the teeth in. So when that becomes compromised, that will then eventually cause the teeth to become loose. But that's talking from a dental point of view. The bacteria that is produced um, by gum disease um, can cause other um, health problems. We dental professionals have, for many years um, the, anecdotally known that there was a link between gum disease and medical problems. But now there is research to um, support that theory. So what kind
2: of conditions are gum disease linked to?
3: Well, we're looking at um, I mean things like heart disease, stroke, diabetes um and you know if if you are actually swallowing all that it's not going to be particularly healthy for your your stomach either so you know it is a systemic thing so you know we have millions bacteria in our mouth majority of them we need some of them we don't so we want to try and get rid of the ones that we don't need and keep the ones that we do. So um, it is important to keep your gums as healthy as possible so that we can reduce the risk of these knock-on health effects that um that we mentioned before. Um you know, th- there are treatments that can be carried out and so your high will, you know, clean around or clean underneath the gums and make sure that um that your gums are in as good a condition as possible. So we're not just looking out for dental decay, which is obviously very important. But the main reason these days for people losing their teeth is gum disease, not dental decay. So that is equally important to, uh, if not more, to keep keep a good eye on um, the health of our gums.
2: No, absolutely, yeah. Well, we have discussed an awful lot then today, Karen. We have discussed tooth decay and how it is linked to our general health, not just our oral health, and also the links it has on our mental health and our confidence, and how if we are self conscious about our smile, we feel bad about the way that our teeth look, it can have the opposite effect, which is what we want to avoid. Uh, We've also mentioned there gum disease and talked briefly about how the two are linked, what the possible signs are of gum disease, and how to look out for it. And again, stressed the importance of regular dental checks to keep all of that under wraps and make sure that your mouth is as healthy as it possibly can be. Now we are going to be back next time and talking about Preventing tooth decay. So, going over a few tips and tricks that you can do at home on your own to make sure that you aren't developing these tooth decay signs. And if you have any questions or concerns in the meantime, find us on social media at dentalhealth.org and our website is www.dentalhealth.org. Simple. So, thank you again, Karen, for joining me and thank you again to Colgate for sponsoring this episode. We
3: will be back next time. Thank you, Sophie. Look forward to it. Bye. Bye.